Podcast City Network. The Everett Lee Show. Welcome to the first episode of the Everett Lee Show for 2021. I am back. Went back to my roots for these four new episodes you'll hear this month in February. Audio podcast. My video software crashed the four times I tried to use it, and it did with this first new episode of 2021. I know it's February, month in, month already went by of 2021. A lot of stuff happened. During the course of the new episodes you're going to hear for this month, you'll hear why and what I've been doing with my time off since October 2020. I went on hiatus, burnt the candle at both ends, had to stop and that's what I did I had to take I had to take a break everything got to me burnt the candle at both ends it was time to take a break recharge myself and I'm back for new episodes of the Everett Lee show starting today with this new episode and before I do mention the guest on this episode i do want to thank everyone that did reach out and contact me to see how things were with me i appreciate it thank you listeners thank you followers of the Everett lee show and those who follow the network that i'm on podcast city network thank you chris and craig for everything that you do the amazing amazon natasha crane i had her on last year great episode i had and it was it was fitting to make 2021 starting out amazing. I asked the amazing Amazon Natasha Crane to come back onto the program. We started out doing the video recording of this and it crashed. So I clicked on the audio and just went straight audio. Much easier to handle, less restraints. Natasha talks about what she's been doing. You're going to hear during last year when the pandemic hit, the COVID 19. How it affected her bookings as a worker. You also hear us discuss how we've been handling this and what we've been doing with our time. Also, I go over, talk about a couple or three matches, two or three matches with Natasha that I enjoy, that I go back to and watch because I just love how she works in the ring. She's amazing. That's why she's amazing. Amazon. So without further ado, let's get on to the conversation with the amazing Amazon, Natasha Crane. All right. Some technicality, so we're going straight audio. The video software crashed in the middle of this conversation. I am sorry, Natasha, but thank God we got back up with audio. <laughs> they got to see my beautiful face for a few minutes, so that, that's all they get. Yeah. That's all they get. That's all they're worth. <laughs> Come see me in person. <laughs> we before everything crashed and took a shit here. We were talking about talking about your matches. Another match I watched was from uh, Southwest. There, I watched a couple matches there. I watched one again with you and Nikki Wolf. I love that match. I, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I. I think that's. I think that's one of the only times that we had a singles. Um, I'd love to have another one. You know, if she's ready to get her ass beat again, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she 
what what I love about that match, I went back to watch again because now understanding more of the psychology with the with wrestling, like we were talking about. Just it's just when she when you came out there, the crowd was already against you. But then she came out, they were all for Nikki and she was the underdog in this one. She definitely was because it was speed and agility versus strength. And you just, I mean, just you showed power. And I still love the part where she tries to pick you up and tries to body slam you. It's like, nah, that's not <laughs> going to work. I, I love that. And I, I love how when you send her off the rope, she give her the big boot to the face, man, and then the leg drop. I mean, I love that. And just how you guys, both of you, worked each other in the corners because she starts getting the upper hand, and then all of a sudden it's like you come back, you like <laughs> you power, just take her down. I just, I just grab, throw in the corner, like, no, this, you're taking all of this. You're taking all of this. <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what I love about it. That's what I love about that match there. Yeah, just the power. You get you show off your power, and she gets show, shows off her strength and agility. But still, you, I still love the outside interference when that happens. <laughs> just back just, in the day, back in the day where I had lackeys, right? Yeah. Now I got to do it all on my own. <laughs> I I love that. I I love that and. It just it plays. You play good to the crowd. You're you're. I love your work. I love your work because the strength and the power that you show. And then when you have lackeys, you you use. It makes them. my day easier. I don't have to. I don't have to spend so much energy. I don't have to spend so much energy. Yeah, let's keep it that. <laughs> yeah, you. It, it's good to have lackeys, but um, sometimes when. Uh, the ref finally turns around. He catches him. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, uh, you got to be faster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to, you definitely got to be faster. But I, I watched the tag match he had there with the, with the, uh, I forget who it was. It was the uh, two on two there, and uh, your partner left the ring. She left the ring there. Um, Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, Moxie. Like, I, was, I was getting the boots put to me, and she's just like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good." So yeah. I'm like, "Screw you, then." <laughs> yeah, it was Moxie. I think it was. Yeah, Moxie. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, Karma. Yeah, Karma. Yeah. Yeah, she she left, and uh, you, um, what's her name, ended up getting. She ended up getting uh, getting her partner turned on her. You you uh you left already and you came back with the steel chair and the crowd went crazy and stuff and uh, uh, just another example of like how the crowd was into the match there they're for you or they're not for you and I love that. Um, well, for that match, it was uh it was the height of the um, SCW Southland and uh, ARW, so you had Mel and Casey Dillon on the. Uh, ARW side, and me and Karma on the SCW side, and that whole show um, was just one fa one side against the other, and we we didn't know how long it was going to last. Right. It lasted for a good year. I mean, and then it came to a head 
like at the last at the uh, one of the last shows we had, and everyone was everyone loved it. Everyone ate it up. They had fun with it. They're like, we we want more of this. So I, I was even happy with it. I'm like, everything everything is good right now. Yeah, <laughs> that that's amazing. I I love that. I I definitely I definitely love that. There, I mean, um, just. Going back through looking, looking because it's you had a couple matches that were like ten months old, but nothing else was you know been updated here lately. Because again, with everything that was going been going on with COVID and you know with the wrestling and stuff, I mean, hell, uh, I ended up getting a um, ended up there for the summer. I got a commentary gig. I got to do commentary for Knockout Wrestling here in Florida. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. I, yeah, I got to do commentary. Chris Carnage, he was, he was, uh, he he did it with me. He did a few episodes. Um, he, I think we did about eight episodes of Knockout TV, but <laughs> the first four, Chris wasn't with me because. He ended up for that show we did the first uh, four episodes for that show that we um, that I did the commentary for. Chris was supposed to. He ended up getting uh, he got COVID. He, he ended up getting Ooh. COVID. Yeah, yeah. He he couldn't do. Yeah, so we couldn't do it. So we had a fill in. I had a fill in with me, and we knocked it out of the park. And then Chris got better. He came back and did the. Uh, remainder of the shows with me and then that lasted until about november october and at the beginning of october so that pretty much came and went um that's a long story for a different time and day but um right. just you know had a mutual part and then i'm sitting there with uh, all that going on I get the news that um, at towards like October, at the end of October, my best friend, my wife, me, it was on a Sunday. We're sitting there, and I'm watching a movie, and she, she just like over on the other couch there. And she's like, "Oh my god!" It's like what? And she says, "She said a good friend of ours that we've known for like ten years is like Dion um, is in the hospital." It's like what? It's like he had a he had a heart attack. I'm like, oh, no. And then she's scrolling on Facebook there, and she had the phone. I will never forget <laughs> this. She dropped the phone, and she just started breaking down. And she's like, Dion passed away. My heart like just fell to my stomach. I'm like, what? Right. I was like, no. I I didn't want to believe it. I did not want to believe my best friend for like ten years just gone. It's gone now. You're just just yeah. they're not there anymore, and it's like something you have to like deal with, and you yeah. can't. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, there's just things like what do you say to that? You're like, yeah, you got nothing. Yeah, it just it it hit me like a ton of bricks. Just like everything going on with the. With the with the knockout and then just just how everything was going on with that and then with that news right there and then me you know trying to work with the you know 
Chris Carnage, us running podcasting network, and then getting the news my best friend just died. And I'm like, dude, what the hell's happening? And I just I couldn't believe it. I mean, he was 41 years old, heart attack. <laughs> right, and, right. Yeah, and it just the and then I had to go do a Halloween gig with a friend of mine, and it was like, I he 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 goes all out every year for Halloween. Um, every year he does something big, like he has a big attraction. I mean, he for his yard. Oh, and I stuff. love those. Those are so much fun. Oh, dude, <laughs> he goes out. This year he did the classic, uh, classic monster thing. He had a fifty foot skeleton in his front yard that lit up and like moved. Yeah, fifty foot. Uh, he dressed up like Frankenstein's monster. He dressed up as a monster. He's like. He told me back in the middle of summer, he starts in the middle of summer and plans three months into doing Halloween. He says oh, to me, to. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He goes all out. Um, I redid my fence, and he's like, what do you do with the wood? And I was like, throw it away. He goes, give it to me. So I gave him the wood. He made coffins. He made like a a horror like um, like meat cutter stand out of. He made a, he made oh, a wagon <laughs> with my old fence and all this. He, he's, the stuff he makes... It it looks like he's working for Universal, but he does it better from scratch. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Nice. Yeah, and he's like, I like I a good yourself story. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I want I want you to want you to play Doctor Frankenstein. So I was like, okay. So I said yeah to that, and then three four days later, before doing a, his four night Halloween thing, playing Doctor Frankenstein, your best friend dies. It's like, how do I do this? And it's like, okay, because I became Dr. Frankenstein to entertain people for Halloween. But it's like I put it in the back of my head. It's like when he had he set up his front porch there with like the like like this like the mad you know laboratory mad scientist laboratory, yeah. And I, mean, I did a skit where. You know, I walk up and I hit the button and he comes up like Frankenstein is like, he's alive. And I'm like saying that after the third day, I about lost my voice. By the fourth day, my voice is like no more because right. I, I did it for so many hours that night, four hours a night, you know, saying he's alive. And every time I'm sitting there doing that, at one point, I felt like I got lost in the character and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, Dion's gonna show up, man. He's gonna love this, but he's not coming because he's not here, and it just it hurt. And I talked to talk to my friends. I'm like, you know, it's like I need a break. I need a break. Right. I was like, I can't can't emotionally and mentally. I can't deal with this shit. I was like, I just I need a break from everything. I need to just back off and just try to spend time with my wife and my child, be a father, be a parent, be a husband. And that's what I do. And it seems, and and for a lot of people, it seems like, unfortunately, stuff like that is what it's going to take to get someone to kind of like take a step back and realize what's important, like what they should be focusing on, things like that. Um, You know, and sometimes you're like, wow, I should just be paying attention to signs the entire time and just, but I mean, like, once you get a good gig, I mean, you don't want to give it up. You're like, I'm getting paid, I'm getting exposure, I'm, having, I'm loving this, I'm having a good time. So, hmm, 
it's like, when do you stop? Like, I don't want to stop, but sometimes you got to take a step back and be like, all right, I need to just take a month and have, like, a mental health cleanse, I guess. I don't know how else to put that, really. I'm like, just... Yeah, it, it's... You're right, and that's that's what I needed. And I pretty much, that first week, I, I'm sitting there on the couch. I'm like, all right, what do I do? Because I, I kind of, I wing myself away from, like, looking at podcasts. I'm like, okay, um, let me wing myself off social media for a bit. Let me try that because let me let me look around and see what I got around the house here. So I walk around the house that first week. I mean, I've worked my day job at night. I'm pacing around, looking around. I'm like, all right, hey, I got a bunch of DVDs. Hey, I got I got Netflix. What do I do? So, I I got into watching Netflix shows. Um, I watched all three seasons of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh yeah. Finally, I don't know if you have ever seen that Stranger Things. Um, I think I think I've seen like the first season. Um, I don't do a whole lot of TV, but like if it's something if I start watching and I get into it, I'm like, well, sometimes it takes a little while and I'm like, I have to be in the right frame of mind to watch TV sometimes. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched, I watched that and my wife sat down and started watching it with me and she ended up watching the second, third season with me. Um, I'm sitting there waiting for like Cobra Kai season three. I'm like, where is it? <laughs> I yeah, everyone at everyone at practice talking about Cobra Kai, and I'm like, I should probably, I should probably, I should probably attempt to watch this because it sounds pretty interesting from like how they're describing it. So I'm like, maybe yeah. I'll sit down one time and uh, like during the during the winter because I don't like to I don't like to sit around the house a whole lot like during the spring and summer when it's nice to be outside. I just want to walk around and stuff. And right, winter, winter's good for just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Especially in the Midwest, you're like, I got time. Let's 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 sit down, sit and watch something. Let's binge something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched. Yeah, I watched uh, Cobra Kai. I ended up finishing watching that, and then what else did I watch? I watched a lot of movies. I watched the uh, DC DC animated movies. Like, I have. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I found on Blu-ray. Batman Ninja, that was awesome. That nice. That that was awesome. Where Batman, um, I think it was uh, Grood, um, ended up the smart gorilla. I don't know if you follow DC or familiar with this. Yeah. DC <laughs> Grood does something in Gotham, and he sends everyone back to ancient Japan, back during the samurai days in Japan. Oh, nice. And. <laughs> Batman is out of his element because he he ends up popping up in a Japanese town and these samurais with Joker faces come after him and he's fighting oh, the mob God. and everyone's looking at him. He smoke bombs and he sh takes his gun and tries to shoot it up in the air and it's like there's no buildings. You're out in the it's middle of nowhere. <laughs> so he they he's out of his element. So he had to rely more on his physical and knowledge of what he has around him than what he had before. And all the villains got transported and they ruled different territories, which was crazy. Joker was like the king villain of the samurai and stuff. Poison Ivy, uh, Penguin, 
and Two Face uh, all had like territories. It was it was crazy. The action the story was great, but I also watched uh, Batman Assault on Arkham, where the Suicide Squad had to go into Arkham and they had to go rescue or they had to go get something from the Riddler that can incriminate um, what's her name Amanda Fuller from uh, the Suicide Squad and Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Batman finds out, and he has to go there and stop the Suicide Squad, and the, the Joker's there. Harley Quinn accidentally breaks the Joker out. It's just some madness, man. Some madness. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was accidental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It, it was great, man. And these these two movies were not like just like PG thirteen. These were almost like. Are because of the language and the violence. Well, and that, like some of the some of the um, like some of the uh, content that it would have to cover and whatnot. I I would see I could see a, like a loose R rating or like an NC seventeen. Definitely. I mean, if you want to tell the story right. Yeah, yeah. the The story was nuts, man. It it definitely it definitely was nuts there. Them trying to get into. Arkham and stuff, and then Riddler, he he knew a way how to defuse the uh, tracking d- device things, you know, where it makes their heads explode and stuff. That oh my god, yeah. that sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was crazy. And the Joker wants to kill Deadshot because he thought he was moving in on his girl Harley. <laughs> he wanted to kill Deadshot. <laughs> yeah. Or it is just it was just nuts with the with it. I enjoyed that. I watched stuff like that. I watched a couple independent movies on there called Freaks about this overprotective father whose daughter who has powers and wouldn't let her out of the house and then she gets outside and she finds out all this stuff is going on and reason and there's a big reason why her dad's keeping her hid and from away from everybody because like that second hour or like after the first 40 50 minutes you're like what the hell's going on and then you're like oh that's what's going on and then it just full force goes into into the story and at the end you're like wow i want to see more of this it turned out right great. right i like the ones that kind of you're like huh i'm intrigued oh that now and now i'm i have full have full attention on this story and you're like wow okay well they need to make like another movie or a series or at least kind of explain and like flesh out some of this other shit that's happening you're like yeah it's like Frank, i need more <laughs> i i watched that and then i watched a movie called freaks you're one of us it's a ger it was a german superhero movie it was uh, uh-huh. a german cast they dubbed over some english but they did it really good this waitress She's working her job, married, has a, has a son, and her wait. She was a waitress at this like truck stop gas station thing. It's one of those gas stations that have a restaurant in you know with the gas yeah. station. Yeah. So she ends up she her, she's wanting a promotion, and her boss is a real like hard ass, and uh, she looks like you know some like I use the term like someone like like a Matilda type woman, you know, like, you know, big thick chin, you know, and <laughs> she's like, you know, she's all in the Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's in their office reading magazines of Schwarzenegger and stuff, you know, and she's like, you want to be like Schwarzenegger. And then she's being a, <laughs> she's being a bitch to this, you know, she wants to support her family. And she's seen a psychiatrist 
making her take this medicine. And this homeless guy, she meets out while she's taking the trash out, says, "Quit taking a medicine. You're gonna you you'll see who you really are." So she quits so it's kind of like the Matrix, like you need to see the real world. Oh, uh, yeah. yes, yeah, I like that. I like that already. But this is the interesting part. When she stops taking the medicine, she real she's walking by, going home, and there's these three punks. And they're like, oh, hey, baby, hey, you know, and she's like, stop it. And then one grabs a hold of her, and she's like, whoosh, and she slings them halfway across the parking lot. She's like, whoa. And this guy comes running to her, and she kicks him, and he flies across and lands into a car, and she smacks the piss out of the other guy, and he takes off running. And she's like, whoa, I got super strength. And then the next day at work, she breaks this pan, and she tries to hide it from her boss. And then later on, her boss finds it, and she, you know, Matilda comes in there. I just call her Matilda. She's like, she's like, this is going to come out of your paycheck and stuff. And she's like, slams her stuff down, grabs a hold of her, lifts her up one arm, and she's all... <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it did from that moment on. She's scared of her, she's scared shitless of her. And then, this one person with the with her kids in the car always parking in a handicapped spot. She keeps telling her, Please move your car. So, she walks out there and she grabs a hold of the car and she pushes it over to the other side. The kids are in the car, and they're like. <laughs> Yeah, and then she meets other people. The homeless guy, he I forget what his power is, and then she meets this other guy who can he has electricity, and it's it's funny, man. It's a great movie. I I loved it. Uh, I loved it. I was like, this is great. I, it, it, that would be cool to see if like a series out of that too. But that's pretty much what I did at my time. Got caught up with FGW watching that. And then just, just been enjoying myself. And then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, 2020 is coming to an end. Yes, reset button. 2021. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's like, little do you know, the shit's gonna still hit the. It's still been gonna be rolling down the uh, the hill. It's like now we know how to avoid it and whatnot. So it's like, uh, just continue to live your life. You gotta. Unfortunately, things has to things have to move on, and I'm really, um, I'm really kind of glad they're coming out with like, with like vaccines and stuff. Um, my doctor's already has already contacted me. He's like, you you need to be in the first group, and I'm like, okay, well, like I don't have to fight for this. Great, I'm I'm just gonna take the damn thing and be like done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's. There's there's a lot of lot of those a lot of the companies that come out with the vaccines. I've been lo looking that stuff up online. There's different ones. I know one of them, the side effects it makes you sick for like two days and then you're fine. And yeah, it's it's almost like it just sounds like it, like a like like side effects of like the, the like a flu shot. I mean like soreness, a little fatigue. You know, you might feel down in the dumps for a little bit and then you're fine. Yeah, but I'm like, um. One of our one of our uh, good fans, I call him super fan, um, had actually caught, contracted COVID, and it was really touch and go with him for a while. And you know, and I'm like, I'm not gonna take the chance. I'm like, whatever y'all give me, just just give me. And I'm not worried about no microchips or nothing. Or, and I'm like, you're you're already a microchip. You have a phone. You have a computer. You have a credit card. Credit, I'm like, yeah. you're, you're, 
And if you have a newer car with like GPS and shit in it, yeah. you're already microchipped, honey. I hate to tell you, I hate to wipe your conspiracy theory clean, but you're you're already chipped and you don't know it. You were chipped since birth, honey. I don't know how to tell you that. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I saw something on uh, on Facebook. It said taking the vaccine is the mark of the beast. <laughs> Well, I'm not compared to Satan, so I mean, you know, it could be me. I don't. Sometimes I black out and I forget what I do. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, just really, you just have a really bad night. You black out. And you're like, I don't know what I did last night. And then Twitter comes on. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you open yeah. Twitter and you're like, oh man. Post drunken is the best. I've done, I've done that too many times. I've done that too many times. Post drunken, and then I'm like, the next day I'm like. <laughs> Oh, why did I do that? Delete. Was, oh God, I did that. Delete. <laughs> you know, I, you're like, the damage is already been done, but you're like, oh God. You know, I, I was not in the right mind last night, so Yeah. Right, right. I I I sometimes I'll I'll go through my feed and I'll see like just bad shit and I'm just like scrolling. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. You know what? It's time for a drive-by mean. Let's put some. Let's put some laughter in people. So it's right, like and I'll, just, I'll just get like I'll just put like a big spam of like the dirtiest, raunchiest, funniest, and I'm like, here, you guys need a laugh, and I need a break from this. So if, you, if this is your thing, here's here's twenty pictures that you might laugh at, and if it's not your thing, then go go back go back into the depressing hole. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's like, um, you and you and uh, Missy, you got you guys crack me up going back and forth with your stuff. <laughs> she, I don't even really know her. I I know she does photography for um she did photography for um EHF wrestling. That's about all. Yeah, I know. yeah. I and she's a mutual friend of yours and uh, Damien Saint. You know. oh, I love that guy. He's yeah. freaking best. He is. I had him. I had him come on last year. He he came back I on for. Bran- I was actually in Branson when you when you did that one. I actually listened, listened to a little bit of it. So I'm like, <laughs> did you did you do you like the the ribbon on David C. Russell? <laughs> that was. I had to admit, I'm like, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's him and David go back and forth. They rib each other so much. It's funny, and then and I I get pulled in the middle of it. And I'm looking, and I'm like, oh man, I ain't saying nothing. Give me a bag of popcorn because this shit is great. And then just him and Ripper, Ripper Blackheart was so great. Just having Ripper there, he added more to it because. I plan on that night is like I told Ripper it's like we'll have Damien on for about an hour and then we'll talk about this and that and it just kept going I'm like you know what fuck the other shit because we're not talking about it right now let's just keep this going with Ripper and with Damien right definitely yeah so it's like I don't want to stop a good thing kept it going and that was that was great spare rib <laughs> Scary gets me. I when I was going back looking at clips for the best of, I had a friend of mine who's who was helping me out on posting stuff on my uh, Facebook page there for Everett Lee Show. He's like, "Hey, think about doing a best of for in 2020." I was like, "No, I never really thought of doing it." And 
You know what? I think so I will. The bus collects those interviews. Yeah. yeah. So I looked at all the, the episodes for 2020. I was like, damn, I did a lot, especially when I got furloughed. That's something that happened to me, too. I got furloughed, I think it was like March 8th. No, no, April 8th, I got furloughed, and I was furloughed for 74 days. I didn't go back to work until June 22nd. And during that time, I was sitting there watching, catching up with FGW. I'm sitting there on the couch, not doing nothing. Robin Nelson, I'm like, hey, dude, I love FGW because he works with FGW. A good friend of mine mm-hmm. has show on Podcasting Network, Russell Popcast, and horror pop after midnight so i was telling him yeah love fgw he creates a chat with the, all the talent fgw and it's like hey everett go he has a great show get on his podcast i'm like uh what do okay. i do and then all this talent's like for fgw is there for like two months it's like i'll come on i'll come on why not you know i mean right if people are throwing themselves at you you're like yeah. Let's get this in. Let's get it in. It might be entertaining. <laughs> That's how I develop a good friendship with the Ripper Ripper Blackheart because of that there. Having him come on. And then I got to talk to Cody, Cody Hawk, which was great. Never got to talk to mm-hmm. him. That was that was good talking to him. And even talking to him off camera, off the off the record was even awesome, man. Great guy. Great talent. Getting to talk with him and then then uh, getting to talk to Big John Murray, who is on Rock of Love, Best Friends, hangs out with Brett Michaels. I mean, just even talking off off the record, and that's that's great. I love those moments. I mean, on care on on the record when we hit records, great, awesome. But off stuff, I never will share with anyone because it's like that's when it gets really candid. You're like. All right, yeah. here's how that really went down. Yeah. Like, remember how I had an asterisk about this one event? Here's what really happened. <laughs> and like, I can't really go on. I can't really say it to the world, but here's what really happened. Here's... Yeah. <laughs> it, it's great. I love those conversations. I love those conversations. And like I was telling you when I was going back, watching the best of, and – I was watching watching the episode we did last year, and I'm going back looking at that and that one clip when we we're talking about music. I was like, hell yeah! I was like, that's a good moment right there. As like when we first started off, because I loved it. I was like, this is gonna be great. We're talking about you know heavy metal and stuff. Um, talking about Dio and just cr- some great music there. Speaking yeah. of music. Huh? When did when did we do that? Because I don't remember. Had I had had I had I gone to California and seen Maiden I, at that point? I don't remember. I think because okay. I can, I'm pulling it up right here because I could go to the um, I could go to the uh, date on the when it was when it was done there. I'm pulling up my hard drive here. I have an external hard drive four terabyte. It's like on my computer. I have no video or audio. Everything is on that little black box. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. I mean, I keep everything there. You know, computer takes it. If the computer ever takes a shit, I won't lose nothing. I got it on the yeah, little black my, box. my husband has a my husband has a um, a server that I'm and I 
put, I have my feet on it right now. He has a server in the, is the computer room here. And uh, he's like, I, I can back up everything. And I'm like, okay, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when was that? Okay. Oh, wow. January. It was January 29th. Okay. Yeah, it was about that time. January 29th at the end of January. Of okay. Last, so yeah, yeah. I, just come off, I just come off that show and all that. Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. You said you, you went and seen Maiden around that time, right? Uh, it was September of 19. Yeah, okay. we were at the bank of whatever in California. It's in L.A. And Fozzie opened up for him. And uh, I was pretty happy about that. And then Maiden, and I was just like, they opened with Aces High, and I was just like, oh, I'm in heaven. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the plane dropped down, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Wow. Wow. That So you went out in California to see him? Yeah, we were. Um, Tell me about that. Tell me about that. Oh, I like yeah, to hear about this. Uh, my, my husband actually works for um, CBS Viacom, um, so like they have Paramount under their umbrella. So he went out there to do uh, a little bit of work or whatever. And he's and, and we kind of planned a trip around the nineteenth, and um, it was we had a fun time. We, we went to like Venice Beach. And uh, the Santa Monica, uh, the Santa Monica Pier, and all that stuff. We kind of did stuff around, and we start, spent a lot of time in West Hollywood. Uh, I love it there. It's it's probably one of the cooler places. And then the cooler place I've been to. And then um, because he works there, I was we got to walk around the Paramount lot and like look at all the sound studios and all like all the shows that were recorded there and the dates. And it was really freaking cool. <laughs> Dude, that's that that's amazing, and, and just and unfortunately, like there was nothing like recording at the time that we could see that we really cared about. Because uh -huh. I would we probably would have sat in on like some like recordings or whatever, like shows and whatnot. But I'm like, yeah, there's really nothing going on. It was kind of like midsummer and like mid to late summer, and nothing was really going on. So I'm like, eh, let's just walk around and like look at stuff. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's cool. You did a lot of get get to see some uh, sightseeing. You went you went to the did you go by the Rainbow Room? I did not. We did ah. not. I didn't. Have, we had a we had, a, we, had a, a, a we didn't have a whole lot of time. We, we we kind of packed a lot of stuff to do in like seven days. So I'm like, all right, we'll come back out here. I mean, it's not like it's going to go anywhere. <laughs> right. Right, that would have been cool if you got to go by the Rainbow Room there, man. It's like like Lenny Kilmeister hung out here, man. <laughs> that, that, would like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome just to just to go in there and just just check it out and just see that there. A lot of a lot of bands have had time to record uh, write and record new music and I was surprised that ACDC dropped an album back in November I just there was rumors about it I was hearing a lot of, and then they dropped the and then they dropped the one song and you're like oh okay well they've been working on some new stuff and then like 
Boom. What, like a couple weeks later, they're like, oh, by the way, here's our new album. And I'm like, okay, well, 2020 got a little bit better. <laughs> like, we got some new music, at least. I mean, we got some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We got some good ACDC there. And what's cool is that um, um, Malcolm, he's on the album. They, they've recorded right. it before he passed away. And I heard something the other day. They said that ACDC, why they had time off, recorded so much and wrote so much material while Malcolm, I guess, before he passed away, that they can actually, if they wanted to, like right now, they could put out another album. That's how much material they have just in the vault sitting there. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, once, you, once you start, when you sit down and start like recording, whether it's music or like a podcast or whatever, if you get like a good topic or a good sound going, you just ride that thing out, and like four hours later, you're like, "It's midnight." I didn't. Holy crap! The whole day just flew by, you know. And I'm, right. I'm like I said, whenever you get together with people, just ride the tide, man. If it's going, keep it going. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's 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 one of the cool things about about the a band like that, ACDC, man. When I heard that, for, when I, when I first heard that song, when I first heard that new song, there, I was like. Is this new ACDC? It sounds like ACDC. They have not changed their damn sound in 30 years, have they not? <laughs> and that's, and it's, it's either you like that kind of thing, where there, it's just like one uniform kind of sound, or you're like, eh, it just sounds like the stuff they did in the 80s. And I'm like, well, but if you like the stuff they did in the 80s, and you probably would like it still now. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, ACDC to me is kind of like a feeling. I mean... They just have a vibe, um, and if you and if you feel that vibe and you like the sound, I mean, I like that big power chord sound where you're. It's just like you hear the you hear, you know, Angus's guitar, and you hear like on the beginning of Thunderstruck, and you watch his fingers, and you're like, "How the fuck is he doing that?" <laughs> and you, know, you can just pick up a guitar right now and just and just go right into it. I'm like, that takes a lot of like muscle memory, and I'm like, I I couldn't even like attempt to do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing that he just how Angus plays and just how he still moves around on the stage and Brian Johnson. I know I felt bad when they when Brian Johnson got, you know, kind of booted out there for a minute and then they came, they brought him back. I thought it was great. They did some shows there at that one point they had Axel Rose sing filling in, but oh, Axel <laughs> He sound I I heard some of the audio from when Axel was performing with ACDC. I kid you not, Axel sounded like a young Bon Scott playing. I haven't heard it, but I'll take your word. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, he he was playing like a young Bon Scott. I mean, he sounded like a young Bon Scott there because when uh, they they did, I heard a, a whole lot of Rosie. When he uh, when they did that live, yes. yeah, sounded yeah, Axel sounded just like just like Bon Scott. I was like, wow, this is great. There's some bootleg live stuff out there. You just really got to look there. Um, speaking speaking of like bootleg live stuff, um, it's crazy. I don't know if you heard about like Twitch, like the music industry cracking down on Twitch. They're like going after like streamers for playing their music and. Them and, like, YouTube have just kind of, like, I mean, YouTube has always been that way, so, I mean, I can't really, I can't really 
crap too much out on YouTube, but like some of the content that you have on YouTube, you're just like, why is this here? I, it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't fit anything. Nobody's watching this. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't really heard about the Twitch thing. Yeah, the there are streamers, streamers that would like play music from like artists and they'd play along with it and do stuff like that. Well, the music industry went to Twitch and was like, we're coming after you because you're streaming our music. And Twitch basically were assholes and turned around and said, oh, it's not us, it's the, it's the streamers. So they focused the attention off of them and put it on the content creators. And then someone from Capitol Hill, I heard too, this is real crazy. They're trying to make it a federal crime if you stream music. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting ridiculous now. I mean, they're, they're they, yeah, they they tried to pass that, but they 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 put it up there, I guess, to the Senate or the House, or and they're like, this is ridiculous. Why are we even looking at this? Like, yeah, it it actually it went it landed on on um you know Trump's desk, and he was like, no, and then they they still want to press it after you know in the you know the this year they still want to press it with everything that's going on with that there and stuff. I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff, man. I hope 2021 has some better ups, you know. I mean, just... Hey, look at it this way. At least the year turned 21 and we can get it drunk if it starts acting up. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Just Here's some Everclear. Just go chill out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about chill out, I... I recently came upon some Sublime CDs. I found a... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't listened to Sublime since back in high school. I've rediscovered them again. I found the uh, acoustic CD, the one with all the acoustic songs. I, uh -huh. I got that one. And then I found this box set with three discs and a DVD of, like, rarities, demos, and just unreleased stuff and that dvd is a live performance i think in 1990 something um out in la somewhere but uh right. a lot of the rarities on that uh cd i mean on that box set has uh where they got like interviews mentions on radio shows but then they got demo songs of uh of uh doing time uh, summertime and just stuff like that, you know. So I was like, "This is great." I was jamming it out to it the other day. I was like, "Dude, this is right great. on." <laughs> I was like, "I love you, so sublime." Yeah, ended up finding a bunch of other. I've been collecting CDs, like albums that you just you have to have. That it's just albums in your collection. I found. Um, what was it? Smashing Pumpkin Siamese Dream. I was like, I need, yes. to have, I need to have that just to have it. Um, I found Mother Love Bone CD. So I'm like, I got to have this one. It's a double CD of Mother Love Bone. I found that. I found Weezer's Blue Album. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's, a bad, that's a way back when. Oh, yeah. I haven't had that. I had that CD back in '95, 
and I 9596. I gave it to my stepbrother for his birthday. I was like he like he was he liked Weezer and I had that album and I was like I knew what his mom was going to get him, my stepmom got him a a uh, cassette player with a turntable, mm-hmm. no CD, and he was wanting the CD player. And he, he she got him that and got him Elton John at the time, Elton John uh cassette or record mm-hmm. and gave it to him and he was like uh, I really didn't want this. It it was almost like she got it for herself and gave it to him, and I felt bad. And I was like, "Here, you get a CD player. Here's your first CD." And I gave him we I gave him that CD, and then it's like here here's some here's some good stuff. And I mean, I love I love some Elton yeah. John, but I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if you would give it to like a like a I would assume like a 13, 14 year old child. You're like they're in some, they're in a little bit different shit. I mean, you gotta know your know your audience, know your target audience. Damn it. Yeah. So she gave that to him, and I gave him the blue album, and he's like, "This is your favorite." I was like, "Dude, I'll get it. I'll I'll go buy it." And I never did. And then like thirty years later, I ended up getting it again. <laughs> like you walk in like a in like a used record store, and you're like, "Oh shit, there it is. I'm never gonna find it again. So I gotta buy it now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm. I'm going through, looking at albums that it's like what CDs or vinyls you should have in your collection. This is now. Oh my god, we're gonna be here all day. (laughs) This is now. This is crazy. Tell me, tell me what you think about this. I was at a, I was at a thrift store. I was going through looking at vinyls, and I found uh, a Bob Seger one, Night Moves. I'm like, okay, I'll get this. Creedence Clearwater. Best of double vinyl. Okay, cool. I'm looking through. I find yeah. I find um, what is it? Beatles Abbey Road on vinyl. I'm like okay. And then I find you, you, you find your you find your essentials, and you're like, all right, we're gonna build, we're gonna build like this base. We're gonna have a foundation of these artists, and then we're gonna build on like the next generation of these artists. That, uh, that's the uh, next level of the foundation, and you build up from there, and then you find you. you you you're not even looking for the pot of gold, and you just come across the record that you absolutely have to have, and you're like, I don't give a fuck how much this is. <laughs> it's coming home with me today. I'm like, I will go to the ATM and pull out two hundred bucks. I'm like, I have got to have this, you know. And then, so what? So what did you find? What else did you find? I'm like, what did you find that you were like, holy Mecca of God and everything? <laughs> I I found I wasn't even looking. It was right there. I found the cars. I found that on vinyl. The cars. Oh, yes. nice! Yes. It has a song from a Fast Times in Richmond High on it. She moves in yes. stereo. Yes, and I was like, uh, I'm like, I'll get it. So I got it. You have to, I mean, considering last year we're okay, sick died, and I'm like, you have to have this. Or was it nineteen? It was, it was like 19. either late 19 or early 20. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, I, was going to, I was driving downtown Vegas, and that came over, I don't remember when it was, probably like September. But I was driving downtown Vegas, and they, they came you know came over the radio, and they're like, oh, this just in Rebel Kasich from the car side. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Three I'm days like, later. Oh, man, I love their stuff. 
I I I do too, man, because they had a lot of great, they had a lot of great songs. But the funny thing was, when I found out when I found out vinyl, I got it, and then three days later, he passed away. Right, but that, was, that was that was your uh, that was your golden moment. You're like, I, I, this is a sign. This is the sign that I needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was a sad time. They played nothing but like cars music all day, and I'm like, all right. It was like an alter- I think it was like an alternative station. I forgot what the name was. But every time I go to Vegas, I have to have it on. So I'm like, they play all the good shit. I'm like, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Talking about someone else who passed away, man. Eddie Van Halen, man. God. Right. I mean, I, I wasn't super surprised, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, we didn't hear from him for a while. and. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that really got me. When was the first time you remember hearing Van Halen? What, like, how old were you, or when do you remember the first time you heard Van Halen? Oh, God, I'm dating myself. Probably like early '80s. I mean, early '80s. Probably like, like on a classic rock station. I don't remember what album or whatever, but you can once you hear like any or a lot of a lot of guitar players have signature sounds. Once you hear Eddie. You're like you can pick him out of a crowd. I mean, he just has that sound. Like, right. yeah, yeah, I was probably pretty young. Yeah, I remember eighty four, nineteen eighty four. MTV first came out, and I probably mentioned this before was on other. Jump, was it the jump video? Yeah, jump, yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time I hearing that synthesizer. You know, dun dun. Dun, 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 dun. And then you see David Lee Roth out there, you know. It's like, I'm, I'm five years old. I'm like, who is this guy? And then you, you jump in the freaking drum set and you're like, yes, this is, this is yeah. the real shit. There I am. I'm jumping off my couch, you know, trying to do that and get my ass wet. He's jumping the off the drum set. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like trying to be like Diamond Dave, and I remember the um, speaking of Diamond Dave, I remember like the uh, California Girls commercial or not commercial, the uh, video and uh, Just a Gigolo. I remember the Just a Gigolo one. That was that was comedic. I love that video still. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's a classic. I mean, it's one of those. If you hear the song, the the video plays. And certain parts of the video you play in your head, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> and then you stare on your Facebook page and you're like, remember this song? Remember this video? And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I found, uh, I did find recently, I found any, I found Van Halen 1984. So I picked it up. I, I had to pick it up. Nice. I, I found that. I found um, Van Halen. I found Balance. I remember that because the album cover is so cool with those two twins on the seesaw. You know, they're like right, double yeah. Tri- <laughs> yeah. I, I found that because, I mean, I like the Van Hagar era. I like a lot, a lot of their songs, man. I loved I, like, I think I like Sammy's voice. I mean, I like Dave's theatrics, but I like Sammy's voice. So if I could just, like, ha- cut them both in half and cut them together and have, like, be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, you'll laugh at this. I have Van Halen 3 with Gary Sharon. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. Just when you pull out and show the grandkids, you're like, I remember. 
<laughs> I felt so bad for Gary Sharon. Think about this, man. You had two big name people that fronted this band, and then you get asked to front one of the biggest bands in the world. And instead of taking the approach of let's go on tour, get people to really get behind you. And then yeah, jump interested. They get, yeah, invested yeah. in you. Right, right. Yeah. And then jump in the studio and record an album. No, they jumped right in, recorded an album, then went out and toured. And then people are like, who the, who the fuck's this guy? And then it's like, right. oh, okay, he can sing. All right. But it was already too late because the album came out. People are like, uh. They, they already have kind of a negative, like, image in their mind, like, who, who the fuck are you to come into this band? We don't know who you are. You didn't give us any reason to invest in you, and now you're on tour, and you and you were trying to make money off this album. You're like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> they, they, like you said, they tried to probably get like five, like between five and ten dates just across the country. Not like super huge, but just kind of get people acclimated to their sound. Yeah. And then you know, at the end of the show, oh by the way. You know, next year we're putting out an album. Make sure you look for it. Make sure you buy it. Make sure you, if you like our, if you like the sound, you know, if you're having a good time tonight, you know, buy yeah. our shit, buy our merch. You know, that's how you do it. I mean, yeah, exactly. And that's the approach they didn't do there. And I think that album would have been, in, but would have did a lot better. But then it's like Stone Temple Pilots. They got another singer. They've went out and they already hit shows and stuff, and people's like, "All right, I like this singer," and I'm just waiting for them to put a new album out with the with the new singer. He sounds like Scott. He does. Right, so, he did. He really did. He kind of like um, like the the one guy with the with Queen. I mean, I think he did a decent a decent job for Freddie Mercury. But like, but like you said, if you don't do it right, and you just think like, "Oh, this new guy, this nobody is coming in." Why do we care about him? We care about the other guys in the band, but, you know, why are we watching this? You know, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's just get people to like him first. Like, Allison Chains, that sing, the singer, I like him because oh, yeah. they went out and toured and he covered the library of Allison Chains and then jumped in the studio, recorded a new album, and when it came out, people were like, yeah, I love this. And people who's like, oh, I haven't heard this word of mouth. It's like, dude, it's like he's been with the band already for a long time. Oh, he has? Yeah, they've been for a whole year touring. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, you know, there you go. <laughs> right. It's like, so it's, so for that kind of thing, you know, you cover, you cover the songs that people want to hear. Then you're like, oh, here's one of our new songs. You throw that in. You know, people, you've already got their attention. And then you throw them a couple new ones, and then they're like, you know, we're, we're, coming, we're thinking about coming out with an album next year. You know, if you like if you like those two songs, they're going to be on it. And then, okay, now here's some more songs you might know. Yeah. You know, the, you cover a couple more songs, and then throw them a couple more new ones, or like a new sound, or like something like, oh, we're experimenting, and we kind of came up with this, tell us what you think. And then you're like, yeah, people are like, yeah, or... Yeah, and I mean, people are going to be kind of meh with a lot of things at first, um, especially if it's new. Yeah. But 
I mean, you just kind of, you got to ease them into it. Not a lot of people like change. Not a lot of people just be like, here's something new. It'd be like, oh, we're, we're behind this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a quick break and let's give a word from our sponsors. When I want to kick back a few cold ones with my friends, I head over to City Limits Taproom. City Limits Taproom has a wide selection of TVs to watch your favorite sports indoor and outdoor seating they are pet friendly city limits tap room also has food made fresh to order and the grilled cheese is excellent i recommend the grilled cheese and the apple pie cider the fries on the side can't go wrong with that baby more information for upcoming events head over to facebook.com slash city limits tap room Keep up with the latest shows and content from Podcast City Network over on PodcastCity.net. Follow them on Facebook.com slash Podcast City Network. Twitter at Podcast City Net. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Podcast City Network. On Twitch, Podcast City Network. Podcast City Network, the top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. Talking about change, I wasn't really too much for the uh, everything that, like, change, you know, like, you know, the way we live, how we interact now, all that stuff. It took me a really hard time to adjust to it. And now... I'm pretty much eased into it. I'm like, you know what, man? This is just how it is right now. This is pretty much how it is. And eventually things will get back to something. And when it does, I'll open it with open arms. But for right now, I'm just going to do this. And that's pretty much all I can do. And then you just hope. Yeah, you just have to, right now you just kind of have to bide your time and go and kind of like write it out. Yeah. And see, we're able, I'm pretty sure things will, once the, like with the vaccine or whatever, I think things will start going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're, you know, the thing we're used to or whatever. Um, but I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time, unfortunately, because it's not, uh, it's, it's killed a lot of people. And that's, and that's, yeah. and that should, it should scare you. And I mean, you should take this definitely very seriously. Um, but right. at the same time, like I said before, there's a point where you have to just, Stand up and go. I still have to live, you know. I'm not. I'm not going to die tomorrow. Hopefully, you know. I still got a few good years, uh, so I, I want to keep wrestling. I you like you want to do your podcast, which and that's it. It's but like for you, uh, it's a little different because like we don't have to be in the same state. We don't have to be in the same room. And with a lot of technology, I think a lot of podcasts have taken off. I've seen a lot of people start them. Yeah, and that's kind of good for like your industry. But I mean, if if we're not doing anything uh, like around our area, I'm like I don't have anything to talk about. I'm like we had a really good practice yesterday, but we we worked on firemen's carries and shit. And I, didn't, I can pump up my practices and yeah. But you know, I I'm like I don't have any new videos. I don't have any new. I don't have anything new. So right now, right now, you don't have anything new. But you what? When you said you were practicing, when I when I hit you up, I'm like, hey, it's like we talked about getting you back on, 
and you know trying to you know get a date and a time to do it and stuff and then i threw a couple days out there and you're like no i'm practicing and i said to myself i was like that's good it's like she's in the ring she's getting you know has no ring rest you got no ring rest which is great and that right there i mean just you know you're you're training and a lot a lot of workers during the during like last year when they weren't doing anything and wasn't didn't have no shows they were training and hitting the ring and running back and forth you know made no ring rest which i thought was great some did some just you know was like ah fuck it <laughs> you know <laughs> but then they finally well, got I back mean, i mean look, i think they think there was like a like a six or seven month span where we didn't there was we didn't even have practice it's like i said we he had lost the building and so we were trying to find like a new place or whatever. Yeah. And I said, I'm like, that six, seven months off was perfect. I mean, like a lot of my injuries kind of healed up and I'm like, I feel like I could go again. And because I kind of got to a point where I was almost burnt out and I was going to ask, ask for like two or three shows off. I'm like, I'll, I'll show up and I'll do a little bit of this and that. But I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to get in the ring. I don't want to, I'm like, I just, I just need to be out of the action for like two shows, you know, just kind of like regroup and yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't want it to end like that, but I mean, you know, part of me just goes, oh, I'm really glad that we didn't have to do anything for a few months where I can just focus on something else. <laughs> because right. I, was, I was really draining, I was really draining all my energy into this and I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 good that you took that time off to heal there, and you know you getting how how did it feel getting back in the ring? How did that feel? For oh you? my god, that first the, the the first hit, and I'm just like, uh, am I sure I want to do this? Uh. <laughs> that it kind of, it reminds me of uh, I was reading an interview with uh, Triple H because he was almost doing like how the Undertaker showing up once a year in wrestling. And he said right before Mania, those two, three, four months, whatever it is, five months, he'd get in the ring there and train. He said that first bump you take, it, he said he felt like his back exploded. He's like, oh, damn, I haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> right. It feels, like, it feels like you landed on concrete. And you're just like, oh, oh, and you make the noise. And you're like, I'm good. I'm good. You get back up, and you're like, I think, I think I'm good. <laughs> because you you live in you live in the you live around the Chicago area. You live in yeah. uh, Illinois there. What? Um, because when I talked to Damien, he said there was a new promotion that's starting up in uh, in Chicago. There, um, I can't remember the top of my head what it was. Oh, uh, C uh, CCW Classic Championship or something like that, or Chicago Chicago Classic. Yes, Classic. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are do you plan on doing anything with that promotion or what what do you plan on I I mean I would like to. I mean I'm not I'm not uh I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna keep my options limited at this point. So I'm like, I need to get back out there. Yeah. Right. You know, whatever happens happens. I mean I've got I talked to the one guy, uh, uh God, I can't remember his name off the top of my freaking head. And I'm going to feel so bad because I'll be like, listen to my interview. I mentioned you, but I didn't mention you by name. It's like by association. 
I'm like, I'm like, I don't care if it's just a little spot or I'm like, I just want to get back out there and start doing stuff again. I mean, right. Right. I'm like, I'll, I'll beat on the guys. I don't give a shit. I'll beat them. Whatever. <laughs> I ain't afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't uh, looked at any promotions you have your eyes set on because Damien said a lot of promotions went under and they're not around yeah I, I, every everything i mean a lot of the area was kind of oversaturated anyway so right. um so it was kind of i don't want to say it was a good thing that they went under but at the same time uh, more pop up and i'm just like let me see if these guys actually last i mean i can kind of tell if if, if they're either going to be around for a while or if you're just going to be like what we what we like to call tax time wrestling, <laughs> it's like once a year, right around tax time, and I'm like, no, I'm good, I pass. <laughs> so there's really there's really not much uh, much uh, promotions going on and stuff. Um, Chicago would be one that you would be interested in any anything anything that's still around that you may be interested in that you have your eye on um well there's there's a couple of there's one called like c3 wrestling uh, i think that has that's run by uh classic chris williams um i've been to, i've been to their sh a couple of their shows i wouldn't mind doing um obviously the chicagoland championship wrestling that'd be right that one sounds kind of fun. Um, oh God! I mean, I really like. I really, I really like uh, Southland. I mean, just, I just kind of make a home there. Right. Um, it's. I shouldn't be too comfortable with it, but I kind of am. So I kind of have to make myself branch out once in a while and go. You know, there's other things. I know there's other people to work with, and I'm like, but I like everyone here. So. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it, I guess when things are going full speed again, I'll kind of see who and what's still out there and kind of go from there. Right, right. Just keep you're keeping your options open. That's that's good. That's okay. good. That's that that is definitely good. And that's I'm I'm happy that you're in the ring, training, and just getting getting into the. Back, getting back into the swing of things, right? Exactly. Yeah, just getting back in the swing of things, and and being ready because this right here, hell, I I had the American Giant on back uh -huh. a couple years ago. Um, I had him on. He didn't. He came on my podcast, and then shortly after he appeared on my podcast, and I put that out. He he got like two or three bookings from, from promotions just hearing him on my podcast. I was like, hell yeah, that's great. That's what we like to call net. That's what we like to call networking, and that's yes. I like when the uh, I, I like when people get um booked and noticed uh, just by doing you know an hour or two on a on like a radio show or something. You just like word of mouth. I'm like, that's the best part, man. Yeah. <laughs> one one thing one thing I loved about going back through the material I had in 2020 with the guests and stuff, a few of them, few of the few of the talent that I had had on the podcast told told 
some crazy stories of ribbing or crazy fan interaction. I I don't think I did get to ask you that. Is could you share one story like a crazy fan interaction or a ribbing that you were in of or on the receiving end of or what? <laughs> oh, I mean, I've witnessed. I mean, it's not like, you know, nothing crazy like Randy Orton shitting in your ear bag or anything like that, but I'm just like, whoa. Um, well, let me think a minute. I'm going to have to rack my brain. Oh, uh, didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, that's, it's good, because now, now my brain has to actually, like, switch gears and go, huh. Oh, God. You know? Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Might be a might be a topic for another time, but I'm pretty sure I, I'm almost certain that I've. Oh, oh my god! Okay, <laughs> wait, wait. I just popped into my head. Okay. So, it wasn't really a rib or anything like that, but it's one of those. God, what do I want? I want to call it like a. It's still real to me. Uh huh. Type segment. <laughs> so. There was in in LaSalle. We were running out of like a like a banquet hall or something like like typical indie wrestling kind of thing. And they were having like a false count anywhere match, and it spilled outside. I mean, outside, outside, like into the street. So these houses, <laughs> it's like these houses that were across the street. Um, the kids were like, the kids were like, oh yeah, they're beating each other up. They're having a whooping and having an awesome time. But somebody called the cops. <laughs> so, they didn't even really get to finish the end of the match. I didn't even, I don't even remember what the finish was supposed to be. But police were, we, you know, the cops showed up and we had to explain to them as like, this is a wrestling show. We're not, it, we're not, we're not trying to invoke a riot. However. You know, next time that we have a show here, you should come. <laughs> you know, it's almost like a. But it spilled in the street, and the next thing that I hear is the promoters like, "The fucking cops are here!" So I'm looking out the back, like, and the and the two guys that were in the match were like, "We're, we're wrestlers. I mean, you can't tell by how we're getting up. You know, like how we're dressed. I'm like, nobody really goes around wearing spangly pants when they're gonna get into a fight. I'm like." <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just one of those things and I think it was I think it was Tristan Hayes and Oh god, I wanna say I don't remember what Neil was wrestling under that time, but he was like a little guy. Um and he was kind of more like the like the deathmatch kind of thing, but I think I think it was them too. Right. I know it was Pat. I know it was Hayes for sure, but they were. And I think I think he was with um, William Trauma at the time. It's like to uh, to explain trauma to you. He, uh, he's my height, and he walks around like this. He's constantly, he's constantly posting like pictures of like him working out and stuff. I mean, his he just walks like this. Uh-huh. So when you see these two, like William, William Trauma, uh, and they're they're not white, and we're we were wrestling in a pretty white area, so right. I, I swear to God, there was almost a riot. There was almost a riot that, and I'm like, 
we're, we're wrestlers. We're, we're in funky costumes. This is not like anything. We're not trying to. I, thought, I honestly thought there was going to be a riot that night. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but but as, as, as far as ribs, I don't really know of any, but I thought of a funny story at the top of my head with the, um, we almost started a riot in LaSalle, Illinois, and I think there's like 20,000 people there. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> it, was just, it was crazy. It was just, I, <laughs> you know, if I actually can find the footage... Um, I'll have to like send it to you if there if anyone has any footage. I'll be like, hey, but but um, Hayes will tell you the story. He's like, yeah, we all started me, Willie, and Trauma all started a riot in the downtown LaSalle because we were beating on this little, and I think it was, and I think it was um, Neil. He's like five foot nothing. He was like a hundred pounds soaking wet. They're just beating the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they just filled up the parking lot. And, you know, cars were car alarms were going off, and they oh, it was it was it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. I, I would love to relive that night because it was so damn funny. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that is amazing, man. I I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's that is great. That's some great stories there. Wow, this has been fun, man. Just talking with you again. It's, this is right. this has been great. I would like to do more wrestling, but I mean, I'm like, there's like other than talking about like WWE and AEW and Ring of Honor and all that. I'm just like, I've got nothing. Um, I think we're gonna. I think I don't know. I haven't gotten an official word. We're gonna try to have have another show within like at the end of this month or in the next month. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of excited now. But yes. again. Um, if they don't really let us, if they don't really let up with the um, restrictions, I mean, we're kind of limited on what we can do. So, unfortunately, right. and I, we're trying, and uh, my husband's actually trying to work on a way to stream, like live stream, like a pay-per-view kind of thing. Um, so that's that's kind of in the works, and I'm trying to, we're trying to work on that, but. It's expensive, and I'm like, oh, for an independent company, I'm like, I don't know like how much we can put out you know what I'm saying I'm like yeah what's the, what's the what's the input versus the output like are we is this worth can we can we generate enough interest for to, to kind of like offset the cost every month and I'm like mm. yeah so yeah that that it's it's kind of tricky there I know with I know with uh, Facebook there back back a few months ago they were uh, Mark Zuckerberg was getting mad because people were streaming events on Facebook. Oh yeah, you can't live you can't live stream your friends' band anymore, and I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. Like uh, example, perfect example. One of my favorite bands I grew up in uh, high school listening to my around my senior year of high school, Local H. They're from yes. yeah, they they got their their video. They they did a live stream of their new album at the time, uh-huh. and uh, Facebook Facebook muted it. And it's like this is the band that owns this it's, music. <laughs> this, I wrote this. This is my shit. This is yeah, yeah. This, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's even gone. Be, I, I don't know where I read it. It's almost. It feels like it's almost gone beyond, like, 
like censoring music. And I don't, I don't want to say censoring music, but like you know, censoring copyrighted music or whatever. Yeah. But they're like, well, we want you know people to be able to connect with other people, and I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? Right, right. I was. If I, if I if I live stream one of my matches to my pages and you mute me, we're gonna have a fucking problem because I'm like, that's me in the ring. That is me doing my thing. Yeah. And, you know, and my and my friends that you want me to connect with want to watch this. They want to see this. Bingo. And I'm like, you can't, you can't, you can't put, a, you can't control this. I'm like, you can't put a. A damper on it, or I, I don't I can't think of the term right now, but you can't. I don't want to say censor it because it's really not censorship. Yeah. But it's you can't you can't control everything that people put on their own page. Exactly. You know, especially if it's not like obscene or anything. It's just wrestling, or you know, something you playing in a band. I'm like, it's not obscene. Right. Right. They, it, it's it's funny because when when I heard about that, I said to myself, I said, I could picture Mark Zuckerberg sitting there just like whining and going, I didn't create Facebook for this, man. It's just to talk to people. You know, actually, you know what? Facebook. If you go back to the social network, <laughs> I yeah. found that I bought that movie a while, uh, a, a couple months ago, a few months ago, I bought it. And, uh, and that, when you watch it like a back then kind of thing and how it's evolved now, you're like, oh, yeah. fucker. Yeah, Facebook was created to pick up, uh, to connect with people and pick them up and go out with dates, basically. That's basically so what it, it was. It was, yeah, it was like Tinder. It was like Tinder back in the day or whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah, Friendster, MySpace. I missed the MySpace days. Those were great. Oh, me too. <laughs> I mean, I I, I want everyone to hear my theme as I, as they come onto my page. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I had Tool playing when you come on mine. <laughs> yeah, I had I Tool. I was like heavy in the Tool in like 2005, six. I was like heavy in the Tool. That was like my band. I, my ex girlfriend for my birthday, she's like, "What do you want?" I said, "I want Tool." And they're like, "What kind of Tool?" I said, "No." I want tool. So she's like, oh, I heard of them. So she's like, you want a shirt? I was like, yes. And that shirt, I had to retire it last year because the collar. Finally, it's starting to come out. It started, yes. <laughs> yes. After what? Um, I've had it since 2006, 16, 20, what, what, like 15 years? After 15 years, I had to retire it. You know how I retired it? I was painting, and I needed a shirt to wear the paint, so I put on tool. So, wore out neckline and white paint all over a black shirt that says tool. <laughs> yep, I'm like, whoops. And then what top it off there, I threw it in the wash. Oh, the dryer ate it. Because when I took it out, underneath the armpit was like... John. I was like... We had some memories. <laughs> and my wife was like, about time to get rid of that fucking shirt. I know, because she knew who <laughs> gave it to me. She was happy. She was happy. She had a fucking party, man. She had it's a fucking like you party. Don't get it. You yeah. Don't. yeah. It's yeah. Like a Super Bowl jersey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my tool shirt ended up missing, and she had a barbecue outside. I was like, oh, you're barbecuing. What we having? And, she's, and I was like, oh, that's where that went. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
I was like, whoa, man, that's it. That's pretty shit. I'm kidding. Nah, it just you I had to go and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. My, oh. my wife's not that vicious. She's loving. She is she is it's she, not that, like, point, the point in the day where you gotta play taps. You gotta play fucking taps. You gotta have a full salute. You know, like twenty one gun salute. Like you just standing at attention the entire time. You're like, we we served we served we served a good we served a good term. I'll always remember you. <laughs> you know, like, just, yeah, I I had funeral <laughs> <laughs> i had a 21 yeah did 21 gun salute there you know to the shirt and why listening to the new tool that took 13 years to come out with <laughs> you know what? i'm happy that it did because i i like i like fear god i love the first song i 15 minutes that's the best 15 minutes of my life when i hear that first song <laughs> They're like, 90% of it's instrumental. And I went, shut up and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Pussifer. I like the new Pussifer. Oh, my God. They're, I, yeah, that's yeah. another good one. Yeah, Maynard. Maynard's a fucking genius. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got, like, the tool, perfect circle, Pussifer. I'm like, what, what else could, what, like, what else do you want him to do? Um, Wine. He does his own winery. I was watching him on Joe oh, Rogan. He's he's busy. He's a busy boy. He is. He is. They. He had time to record a new Tool album, record new Pussifer album, make wine, and do a live show, and that's pretty much it there. Um, and yeah, I got to listen to more of the new Pussifer. It came out a few months ago, but I still I love it. I love it. I love that stuff, man. <laughs> I love it. And I, exactly. <laughs> I loved every minute that we've had tonight. You know, catching up on things, seeing how we're doing, and just talking. You know, I, try to, I try to make even the most boring, mundane things entertaining. I'm like, we got to get through this. We got to muddle through the same shithole. Let's make it fun. <laughs> we always make it fun, man. We made it fun. Made it fun tonight there, and like. Like I was saying, like earlier, it's like you and Missy. I just get a crack out of you guys there. You saw I shared that one thing on the page there. I happened to saw that about the Seven Eleven uh, Subway thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad somebody made, somebody enjoyed that because I was like, I'm not sure. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, I I loved it. I loved it. She liked it and stuff, and I. I, I just, I just love it, man. This is, this is great. I mean, we got to catch up tonight here and just bullshit and uh, do a show. Sorry about the recording, the video part failing. So this will be put out just a straight audio. <laughs> I, I'm gonna blame Windows 10. Just, just be, just be like, screw it. Yeah, yeah. The next time you come on, I'll make sure all the shits uh, straighten out and it'll be straight video. But He's still. Like, well, we got we got to do a test run before before we go live. I did a test run. Everything was fine. You know what it is? I think what I did was my printer. It was it started screwing up with the Wi-Fi. I had hooked up my computer <laughs> Wi-Fi. So what I did was I took the extension from one my, one of my cameras here, and I hooked the wire back up to the printer, but it wouldn't reach to the computer. 
I had about like this much left. It, I'm like, shit. I was like, I need, I, I don't want to move the printer over here. I got to do all a lot of moving around. I'm like, I can't do it. So I said to myself, I said, I'll take the extension thing from the camera. I'll plug it directly into the thing and I'll use that. So that's what I did. I think that's what screwed it up. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I probably have to, I probably have to clean up defrag and run some stuff on my computer. Because it's oh, been a mess that's lately. the best time. You're like, I've got four hours of staring at this screen while it defrags. Oh my god. You know how I do that? I do it that I do it right before I go to bed, and I just go to bed. Right, and then let it run overnight. Because that's what I always used to do. Yeah. I'm like, you know, especially. I mean, if you don't have a lot of stuff on your computer, you could probably just do it in a couple of hours. You're like, yeah. Yeah. And then, but if you got like stuff like my husband, who's got like a server. And like two, he's got like two monitors here, a tower here, and then he's got like an Apple computer. Oh my god! So there's his Apple, and then there's his two monitors. Wow! And then he's got like the freaking server down there. Wow! So yeah, I'm like, you could probably run the space station from fucking here, dude. Like straight up. <laughs> you got them launch codes or something? Yeah. <laughs> My my setup is pretty damn crazy. Uh, my desk is kind of like piled up here right now. You can't really see. You see the bottom of that camera there. My other yeah. camera right there. Yeah, on the corner, the right hand screen there, because the way I have my camera set up. But yeah, this is pretty crazy. I got two other monitors here and doing some other stuff for a friend, and it's just it it's some crazy stuff here. The, it's uh, called multitasking, Deborah. Yes. <laughs> the um, the the external hard drive I got put, uh, plugged up that four terabyte one. It has all my audio and video on it. The day I took it off the backup hard drive, and I took everything and I transferred it over, and when it started going, you know how like the little bars like did 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 twenty, you know ten, five, you know five, ten, twenty percent. And it says approximately transfer time. It said six hours. <laughs> so I went to sleep. I went to sleep. I woke up next morning. It was done. I was like, okay, cool. Went on there, checked it. All all good. All good. So I was like, this is great. This is great. But So that made me kind of think of like off the off the off topic really quick. You like when you're when you were downloading things, um, like off a of LimeWire and Napster and shit, and I kind of tied it back to what, like our earlier conversation. I was going to make a Napster joke, but I'm like, do you remember like when you would try to download like albums from like LimeWire and shit, and it would say like six weeks, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're like, this is my one song. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, it's like it says three minutes, three weeks, and you're like, there's there's like which one is it? There's no. How do you compare these two? <laughs> I figured out why. I found out why because back back in the day there, it was um, I was I used back in the day LimeWire. I used that a few times. I used BearShare. That was one of the yeah. favorite ones. It was it's who who you were leeching off of or seeding right, off of. Right, and then like if yeah. you if like four 
like four or five people have the same album, it goes faster because you're kind of downloading from all these different sources. Yeah. But if you had if you had one, and like ten people are trying to like see it off of this, you're like, fuck, I'm gonna be here all night. You know what? I'm just. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's like but the I'm guy. Gonna, I'm just like I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go hit up my friend who buys all these albums and just fucking put them on my computer. Yeah. And download them, and be this will be much faster. That's like that's like. Yeah, like like the album that you want. It's the guy over in Sweet Sweden. Like what the fuck is this? It's like somebody doing a Bill Clinton impression, and you're like, like right in the middle of the song, you're like, like during the musical break, this is Bill Clinton, and I'm like, I kept half of those because I'm like, they they entertained me. I'm like, I never know which one I'm gonna get. Am I gonna get the real song? Am I gonna get like Bill, like Bill Clinton's version? Well, that's like um, that's like, what was it? Madonna put out put out a new song, and people were wanting it. And the only way you can hear it at the time, it was on MTV and it was on the radio. So people were wanting that song. She purposely, this is what Madonna did. She purposely went on and put that song up to where you can get it, and people went uh-huh. after it, and downloaded it. Yeah, they were happy when they downloaded it, but when they opened up the file and listened to the song, they got Madonna, but she wasn't singing. There was no music. It was her going, oh, you want this song, right? You want to fucking steal my song? Huh? Huh? Steal my song? Yeah, yeah. So she tore... Fucking great. Yeah, she ripped into their ass, this man. People were like, oh, my God. She, Because uh, she, she's like, you taking my song? You want to take my song? You ain't fucking getting it. This is what you're getting. Have a nice day and fuck you. Yeah, she would tell people. Yeah, it was something like that. I was like, "Whoa, man!" Because I forgot what song it was. Yeah, but, she, but see, then that's what. See, so someone like me would take that and go, "Okay, you want to put you want to put the screws to me?" So you would take like one of her songs and remix it, and then like splice her going, "You want this fucking song?" And then, <laughs> I, do, I would put like little <laughs> bits. You're tearing me a new asshole to a remix of her song that I'd be like, "No, bitch." I got what I wanted. You you gave me perfect material to make to create uh like a better version of one of your songs. I'm like, I don't need your new song, I can make your shit better. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it would be funny was it becomes like a number one hit there and then of course she's gonna be like <laughs> Hey, I'd be like, you know you can have multiple royalties, but I want some money too because everyone wants to hear this shit. Yeah, pay me because I produced, I I edited it. You know, it's like you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're back in the headlines. Is that what she's not, not? Is that not what you wanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to generate buzz? Well, I'm going to help you. Exactly. Anyway, but I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I remember when uh, watching the uh, social network and re- remembering that Sean Parker actually helped um, Mark Zuckerberg at the beginning with Facebook. And then he became, he was too much of a loose cannon. I could kind of relate to that there. And then he ended up uh, taking a percentage and walking away from it, though. But he was smart telling uh, Mark, it's like, don't do what I did keep it make something out of it and he did right but i it was funny because i was gonna mention earlier when i i watched that movie uh not too long ago 
someone said, a friend of mine was like, oh, what movie's that? I was like, oh, you want to see a movie that's ruined thousands of millions of people's lives? And then they're like, shut up. <laughs> right, right. I was just joking like, with no, them. Like, no, sit down and watch this. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It is. It, it it is interesting, and uh, I mean, great movie, great cast, great great actors and stuff. It the reason why I like it, it's directed by one of my favorite directors, David Fincher, who directed Seven, oh, yeah. Fight Club, and uh, right, yeah. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and he did this one, and Trent Reznor did the soundtrack, the music for the movie. Yes, yeah, I, you know what? He remade one of my favorite songs. Um, I don't know if you. Um, it's the Is Your Love Strong Enough? Because if you go back into the 80s, there was a movie called Legend that had Tim Curry, Tom Cruise, and Mia Farrow in it. it yes, was very, I very remember fancy. that movie. And Brian Ferry did the song. Yeah. So when I saw the title, I'm like, are they remaking my song? And I was going to be really critical of it, but like, if you, if you've heard the song where it's just her vocals, and there's nothing but, and then that beat drops. And I'm like, I usually don't like, I usually don't like remakes. I don't like a whole lot of remakes. But that one hit me, and I'm like, I'm, I'm saving that. <laughs> that like, is awesome. It's not going to be Brian Ferry with David Gilmore doing guitar. Because um, when he hits that, when that, when that uh, musical break hits, and, that, and you just hear that, him open up the freaking guitar and you see his hands, you know, you're like, that's David Gilmore. That's his hands, that's his style, that's his sound. Like like you said with um, uh, Eddie, he has a sound. I'm like, if you've heard Eddie Pink Floyd that really saw it, you could, it's, it's, sometimes it's really rough, but it's, it's very melodic. And he just has that, it just feels like you're under the ocean listening to it, and it just has those waves. If you've ever listened to David Gilmore play, you understand. Right? You know, it's understand exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look it up. I heard today on uh, Sirius XM on Ozzy's Boneyard, someone mm -hmm. did Ultimate Sinner, Marilyn Manson. We are Halloween from Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't know he covered that. I love that remake. I didn't too, know that. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is cool. I let my three-year-old watch that Halloween around Halloween time, is because it's on Disney Plus, and she loved it's it. A, it's just a fun movie. I'm like, yeah. oh, you love, I'm like, I love every song on there. You like, yeah, it's just the movie. She liked, she liked Jack, and uh, I always forget the female's name. Jack, Sally, Sally. She liked them. She didn't like Oogie Boogie. She she said, Daddy, I don't like Oogie Boogie. He's bad. <laughs> Some she, of the best people, this, you know, like some of the some of the best people are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um, I liked the three kids. There were oh, Rock, <laughs> Shock, and uh, Barrel. Yeah, I, I I do too, and I'm like they're little shits. You like, yeah. I like them guys. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's one of my one of my favorites there when it when it came out and stuff. I mean, it's it's a great movie. It reminds me, I need to watch that um thing on netflix it's called the holiday movies that made us they did uh -huh. um, they did one on christmas movies um they have elf and nightmare before christmas so those are two that i it they cover on that 
episode there. Oh, that special. Is, isn't that series that the like the toys that made us, the music that made us? The, oh, because yeah. I love the toy one. Yeah. They did, a, they, did a, they did a Transformers one, and I'm just like. Yeah. And I and I hate to sound like I hate to sound like a girly girl, but they did a My Little Pony one, and I'm like, yeah, this uh, is my shit. <laughs> That's that. I mean, it's part of it. There, I like the Masters of the Universe. That was my thing. Oh, and they did one on wrestling too. They did one on like wrestling figures and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was fighting it. Like, <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend who recently said that they started getting into uh, collecting uh, figures, and mm-hmm. I told him, I said, dude, I have the. Um, I have an Eddie Guerrero figure, but it came in a two-pack. It was a two-pack. It was like the last one my cousin got over for Christmas one year. It has Booker T and Eddie Guerrero. So uh-huh. I'm like, that's the only one I have. I have a old... Was it the WCW? I, well, no, it's WWE, Booker T and okay. uh, Eddie Guerrero. I have okay. the... Um, what's the other one I have? I have... Uh, WCW, I have a Hulk Hogan one, Sting with the bleach blonde hair. There's only two I have there. I have an NWO Wolfpack one with Sting. Um, I have the two-pack of Hulk Hogan, NWO, and Sting, black and white, for the Night of Champions or Clash of the Champions or no, um, Starcade. When he, when he won the title from Hogan, he brought it back yeah, to WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bret Hart was the special guest referee. That I have that one, that pack there. I have the last WWE run of the Elite Series of CM Punk. I have that. Oh, one. Nice. I found that by accident. I was just, I was in, um, where the hell was that? Walmart. Walked through Walmart. Right, just like flexing around going. Yeah. I was with my wife walking through the uh, toy department there, and then boom, there it was. Actually, no, where did I find it? No, I found it in New Jersey. It was up in New Jersey. I was with my wife. She went back home there, and I went with her, and she was out at Kmart. Yeah, it was actually Kmart, New Jersey, up there in New Jersey, walking through there. I was like, let me look at the toy department. She's like, oh, you would play with the toys. I'm like, eh. I started yeah, walking through. And? WWE stuff. Oh, cool, cool. Boom, right there, just sitting right there. CM Punk. I was like, oh, that was a see. That's another, that's another sign. You're like, the, the universe was looking out for me. They're like, you need this because you really, really want this. You should have this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. And it was the last uh, Elite series because it, it was it was released in pro- progress process of being put out already when he already quit. So it came out. And it was like the last one, so I got it. So that that's right, the right. yeah. Because th- after that, there's no more of him with that. You know, with under the WWE logo. So I have one. So I was lucky about that. <laughs> I got a badass Billy Gunn sitting up there looking at me. <laughs> Figure, <laughs> yeah, that's when he broke off from DX. He has the green and the and the lip shorts when he you know. Mr. Yeah. Ass. Yeah, Mr. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me grab it. Check this out. All right, man, I gotta see this. 
Guys. <laughs> I, t- I told you. That's good shit, dude. That's good shit. <laughs> you got the lip prints? Yep. Yeah, I like his tights, man. Those were cool. Yep. Mr. S. Like, I didn't... I, I'm, I'm really glad that he's kept himself in really good shape. Because when he showed up on AEW, I'm like... Yeah. That is not a man who's in his 50s. I mean, like, I'm like... He still looks like he's 40, you know, like my age. And I'm like, he looks goddamn good. I'm like, I want to be Billy Gunn when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> he's in shape, man. He's in shape. I I got his autograph on my wall there, him signing it. I met him at uh, that wrestling show. I think it was in, uh, I think it was July of 2018. I went there for the fact that Jim Cornette said, I'm only making one appearance in Florida this year, and that's at uh, that wrestling event in July in Orlando. I was like, dude, I'm going. And I was supposed to have my friend go with me. I would be there just for Cornette. I'd be like, Jim Cornette, dude. So I had a friend who was supposed to go with me. He's like, nah, I can't make it. I'm like, ah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. And my wife's like, yeah, you're going. I'm like, no, he's not going coming he's like no she's like i already bought you the meet and greet with him i was like fuck i'm like i gotta go (laughs) so i went i drove there by myself it was at the hilton there nice hotel found a place to park uh went went in uh went down there they had us all the way they had it all the way down at the bottom there i saw jake roberts didn't get a chance to talk with him he was like in and out gone yeah Got to see Cornette, talked to him, got his autograph, got his figure up there signed. And I love him so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He he's just he's so controversial though, but I know it's like it's like it's Jim Cornette, man. He he is he has a live mic in front of him, he becomes Jim Cornette. Behind uh-huh. off camera, <laughs> he's Jim just you know, who he is. But I just I loved him and I met uh Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, he was there, and I was talking with him, and I, I got to talk to him for a little bit. He's a great guy, nice guy, nicest guy you ever meet, man, nicest guy. Well, I'm here. I hear he's really good to fans, so I'm like, all right, well, there's someone I, I, I actually kind of go out of my way to see. <laughs> yeah, I asked him about it at the time. I said, how do you feel about Dolph Ziggler doing the Famouser? And he gave me his honest opinion about it, which was cool. You know, he, he, I mean, the what, what he said, one thing he said was, he's like, I'm flattered. He's like, um, but do I, should I feel upset or something that he's using that move? He's like, come on. He's like, for example, look how many times DDT's been used. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, look how, look how many times this has been done. He's like, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. He said, he said, uh, he don't get that much height like I do. And I said, Honestly, I'm not saying it because you said this and you're here. I said you get more height than he did. He goes, "Well, thank you." <laughs> well, I mean, he got up there. I'm like, "God damn!" Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my cool wrestling experience there. I mean, I got I met Rocky Johnson. I mentioned this before. He he came to Daytona Beach at the comic book mm-hmm. convention. He was there, Rocky Johnson, and I walked up there. He's like, hey, how's it going? I was like, yeah, pretty good. And then I was looking at the picture. She's like, he's like, pick one, pick whatever you want you want. I'll sign it. I was like, okay. He goes, 
see that one there? He's like, that's me. That's me and my son. And I, I looked and I was like, that's your son? He's like, yeah, that's my son. I was like, you're the Rock's dad? I, I, was, I was just like ribbing him. He goes, am I the Rock's dad? He looked over his wife and he goes, is this, is this guy, is this guy serious? <laughs> is this guy serious? And I was like, I was like, you're the Rock's dad? I was like, Rock's your son? He's like, yeah. He's like, is this fool for real? And I was like, ribbing him. And I go, I go, I go, I know. I was just playing with you, man. He's like, ah. He's like, what, which one do you want? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> he's like, yeah. People were laughing. I go, I was like, you're the Rock. I was like, you're, you're, you're the Rock's dad? He looked and he's like, Is this guy for real? Where'd he come from at? You know? And I was like, I was playing along and then he was like I got the one where he's flexing there and I said, I was just playing with you, man. I said I said, That's that's great. I said, You're proud of him, aren't you? He goes, Yes, I am. I'm proud of my son. I said, That's great. I said, That is good. I said, You're proud of everything he's become and accomplished? He said, Yes. And I said, well, let me ask you one question. He's like, all right. I said, how did it feel for you when you and Tony Atlas won the tag team championships and becoming the first African-American tag team? He said, that was the greatest feeling of my life. And I was nice. like, that's all he said. I said, awesome. <laughs> that's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and, and like, well, I see you. You're like, well, at that time was a huge accomplishment. I'm like, you should feel good about that. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, I mean, it. When I heard he passed, I was like, damn, man. I was like, I was glad I got to met him. And at that same convention, before a year before that, I met Nikolai Volkov. No way. Yeah, I met him, and. He passed, and then I met Rocky Johnson, and then he passed, and I'm like, You're like I don't want to meet anybody else. I'm just gonna stay home. <laughs> yeah, and then I met um at uh, Jimmy Hart's place when he was here in Daytona back in the beginning a year ago, one year ago, actually. I met um almost a year ago. I met uh, R Road Warrior Animal. Oh my God! Yeah, that I. Don't want to talk shit, but that was okay, but it wasn't the best meeting of someone ever. <laughs> right. Um yeah. And I, 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 re I just recently, I haven't watched it yet, but I noticed the uh, Dark Side of the Ring did a whole thing on the, the um, Road Warriors. I'm like, I gotta watch this. I really have to watch this because everyone's talking about it, and I'm like, um, I did catch a little bit of it, and uh, he's like, he's like Mike. The Mike was it, and he's like, he's, the guy was super intense, and I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see that, you know. I'm like, I, I mean, I, for for that character for that time, I'm like, you kind of have to be. So I'm like, if you're not intense before, you got to train yourself. Yeah. To be intense, and you know right. the, uh, they're talking about like when they were up in Detroit and all that, and. They were like getting in fights and shit, and I'm like, living the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I, you know, I'm I I talked to I'm friends with uh, JJ McGuire, so I talked to him uh -huh. quite a bit here and there. And when I mentioned that um, that I was going to see uh, 
animal. He was like, he's like, oh yeah, um, let him, you know, let him know. And he told me about when he was at, um, I think it was SummerSlam 91 or 92. I, which one was it where, it was 92 where they were in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. That's where they had 90,000 people there. And the main event was yeah. Bret, Bret yeah. Hart versus uh, uh, Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog for the Intercontinental Championship. Is the main event? That was a stupid good one. Oh yeah. my god! Well, JJ was there, uh, and that's when he was still doing the music. And he said, "He said, oh, I heard Animal's gonna be up at JJ's." And I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be up at J uh, or not JJ's, Jimmy's." And he said, "Yeah, I heard it's gonna he's gonna be there." He's like, um, "You know, let him know to, that uh, you talked to me and uh, we're friends and." Uh, mentioned you know about that and he told me about the time where they went out in you know 92 there at the the place and they drank each other underneath the table i was like okay cool (laughs) so when i met him i was like uh because i was there with my friend you know my my friend uh tommy who's like a big guy and he's he's a he's a worker and he he still works and we went up there because i was up like Tommy said, said to me, he goes, "Hey, you want to take a picture of an animal?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll go up there." He's like, "I'll take it for you." I was like, "Okay." So we walked up there. He was like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey, how you doing? How you doing, the animal?" I was like, uh, "Can I take a picture with you?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Who are you here with?" And I go, "I'm here with this guy." And he looked over, and you know, there Tommy's a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Tommy's a big guy. Um. Tommy's like six one, six two, so he's tall. So he saw Tommy. He was like, oh, okay. He already met Tommy. He knew he was. So we took a picture. I said, I appreciate that, man. I said, um, J.J. McGuire. Um, I talked to him. He says, hi. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, to J.J., yeah. And I was like, yeah. J.J. said that um, he wanted to say that he had a great time back in 92 when you guys were at uh, Wimbledon there for SummerSlam 92. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I started talking about that and what JJ was saying. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and he just kind of like ignored me. So I was like <laughs> talking. I'm like, okay, right away I picked it up. I'm like, okay, he really don't give a shit. So I was like, all right, thank you. Thank you for thank you for time and stuff. All right, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of went on. I'm like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so I hate to say that and bring that up. I know he passed away, but... I I I had the picture on the computer. I never shared it because I was so upset about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of like, oh. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he passed away, I was like, no, I'm not gonna share it because then I don't want to mention about the bad, you know, interaction I had, and people's like, oh, so you passed. That, was after a show, or he was he was at Jimmy's doing an appearance. Yeah, Jimmy oh. Hart's. Yeah, okay. Jimmy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I got yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Hart had a had a had a place here in Daytona, around Beachside. It was Jimmy Hart's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill, and yeah, okay. Yeah, I used to go in there, and uh, I got Jimmy got to kind of know me from going there quite a bit, and uh, I'd come in there because even my wife, when she was pregnant, she'd come in there with me, and we'd watch you know wrestling and stuff. And even after my daughter was born, 
I showed him pictures and stuff, and every time I'd go in there, he'd go, hey, baby, how you doing? He's like, how's that little baby, how's that baby girl of yours? I said, growing? He's, and I'd show him pictures. He's like, oh, that's great, baby. That is great. Come on, sit down. We're going to watch some wrestling now. Come on, everyone. Let's sit down. You know, it's coming on. You know, he was so down to earth and so genuine. You never meet anyone that like great. that. Yeah. And he, uh, Animal was there, and he was, you know, made an appearance there, and he was taking some, you know, pictures and stuff like that and stuff. Uh, I missed it when uh, Zack Ryder was there. He came in. I missed that. Um, who else was there? Damn, I can't think. There was a few times where That's I missed true. it. Well, I'm sure a lot of people came through there. I mean. Oh, yeah. Nash, he lives here in, he lives here in Florida. He lives. Oh yeah. Yeah, he probably Nash. Kevin Nash actually probably lives probably, I'd say probably about forty five minutes from me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen the guy. My nephew and my brother have ran into him like three times. I've never run into the guy yet. Never, never run into him. My brother, my nephew ran into him at Target. He ran into him at Atlantic Sounds here in Daytona Vinyl Store. He said he walked in. They had the door open one day. He walked in, and he was looking through some vinyls. The sun was shining, and all of a sudden, it just got dark. And he was like, is this stormy? He turned around, and there's six-foot-tall Kevin Nash sitting there in Norway. He's like, he's like, hey, Mr. Nash. He's like, hey, what's up? And, you know, and he just walks in and starts browsing around, you know. Uh, my brother ran into him at ABC Liquor, pushing. He was pushing a whole carton, a uh, shopping cart full of wine up to the front. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, he's gonna have a party." I mean, I, that's when yeah. you gotta go. Hey, when's the party? <laughs> but, yeah, but it was funny because when my brother, my brother was in there grabbing something, and Nash was up there, and people were like, like you know, and they're like. He he's like looking, he's looking up, you know, line there, and he's like, you know, hearing people in the back, and he hears, he's like, who is that guy up there? He looks familiar. And then my brother turned around, and he's like, that's a wrestler. And they're like, who? And he's like, Kevin Nash. Oh, that's Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. It's like, you know, it's like you go up there and say. It's like my brother's like, I'll go up there and say hey to him. So he walked up. He's like, hey, Mr. Nash, how you doing? He's like, oh, pretty good, man. He's like. Find some wine. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool, man. I just want to say hi, you know. That's how my brother was. And my and Nash was like, okay. <laughs> Ran into him at the airport one time. He's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Same thing. <laughs> like, we got to stop meeting like this. People are going to start talking. <laughs> yeah, my, um, what was it? My nephew sent me a picture. <laughs> he was in Target. And all of a sudden, my phone went off one day. <clears throat> And I looked, and he's like, he's like, there he is. And I'm like, I knew it was Nash, so I was like, I'm going to mess with him. I was like, who's this? And he's like, who do you think? And I was like, he or he was like, Nash. And I go, Nash Bridges? And he's like, no. <laughs> he, got, he got mad at me. He didn't text me for like three days. He didn't contact me. I pissed him off. <laughs> I didn't get a random. Because I would have been like bangers in Nash. <laughs> I would have been off on it. Yeah. So that, so that right, what sounds like, I was like, all right, what sounds like Nash? Uh, and I would have just been like, 
open the floodgate. Like, I'm weird like that. So like, somebody will text me something, and I'll, I'll be in a quirky mood, and I'll be like, do you mean like this? No. Do you mean like this? It just... It's like it's like a sketch comedy every time someone texts me, and I'm like, I got to keep my mind sharp, you know. I'm like, <laughs> that's great. That is great. Is, it, is, that, is that a bowl of mashed potatoes? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn! This has been great, man. This has been great. Um, I know, like you said earlier, you don't have uh, much going on and stuff, and. Uh, Still, hitting the ring, getting the ring rust off, and uh, getting ready just in case of, you know, anything happens. It's a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed this, definitely, as as always. Just enjoy talking with you, bullshitting with you and stuff. And um, you're on. I'm full of, I'm full of musical, musical references, knowledge, cheap puns. I mean, you name it, I can probably think it up on the fly. I'm like, oh, I love cheap give puns. Give me material, I'm like, all right, we're going to make a show out of this. <laughs> I love cheap puns. I do that at, at my job there. People's roller eyes are like, oh, God, he's at it again. It's like, yes, hashtag, I am. It's like, you're like, hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> Where are you at on social media? Um, right now, just on Facebook, um, I, I was going to actually use last year to maybe like a lot of people have started like a Patreon and this and that. And I'm like, I don't really have enough. I've just kind of felt like I didn't have enough to like start one. Right. And then when everything came to a halt, I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to start it now. I'm like, I, I'll wait till everything kind of clears up. Yeah. You know, kind of see where my, the market is and then kind of go from there, like with a Patreon or, uh, oh, God, there, there was like another, there was like another service. And I can't remember what, what it was off the top of my head. But right now it's just Facebook, um, the amazing Amazon, Natasha Crane. Um I would say go to my YouTube channel, uh, but I, I haven't posted anything new in a while. So I might you can go to my YouTube channel. Uh, God, was it Natasha Crane? I think it is. Um, but I have a lot of links to my YouTube on my Facebook page. So I mean, like if you just go to my Facebook page, it's a fans page. Um, you can pretty much access anything uh, there. I, you don't have to have like an account or anything. Just find me. And, it's the, uh, the, I'm making the ah face. I mean, it's, you can't miss my face. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I, you can take me out of a crowd, let's just say. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Natasha, for coming back on. We'll have to do this again sometime. Definitely. I hope, hopefully I'll have some more stories and whatnot to tell. But, um, yeah, 2020's been dry, so... Maybe by the end of the year I'll have some good stuff. I don't know. You will have to come see how this plays out, right? Yeah, definitely. 2021 is going to look up. Definitely going to look up. Either that or we're going to get the little bitch drunk. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end it right there on that there. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you hear is that or we're going to get the little bitch drunk. Because <laughs> I'm taking a drink of water. You're like, fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Thank you, Natasha Crane. The amazing Amazon, Natasha Crane, for coming back on the Everett Lee Show. Great conversation, great times, as always. And before I end and wrap up this podcast and take it home, one thing I had to mention, the Everett Lee Show has merchandise. I'm back with merchandise this time. Not doing it on my own. Podcast City Network. Head over to the shop section and you'll be able to purchase Everett Lee Show merchandise. You should see the post up on the social media of the Everett Lee over on Facebook, the Everett Lee Show. Give a follow, give a thumbs up. You can follow more Everett Lee, myself, over on Twitter at the Everett Lore Score Lee. Instagram, Everett Lee Show, and on YouTube on Podcast City Network. Just look up Everett Lee Show. You'll be able to find me on there and over on Podcast City Network, your official top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself, and happy three-year anniversary to Podcast City Network. Great three years, great shows. The lineup of the shows just get better and better. PCN Sports has lined up with a lot of great new content. Besides Final Score now, we have Not a Hockey Market Podcast. Shout out to that show. And the Rip Griffin Show. Baseball. Baseball's going to be starting up soon. So you want to get the opinions and everything there is to do with MLB. Make sure you listen to the Rip Griffin Show officially now on Podcast City Network. And be sure to head over to their Facebook page, Podcast City Network. Give them a follow and a thumbs up for announcements, for new shows, merchandise, and much, much more over there on the Facebook page. And follow them on Twitter at Podcast City Net. Be sure to subscribe and follow them on YouTube, Podcast City Network. And that's it. I want to. Wish y'all a happy, great day, and see you next time another episode of The Everett Lee Show.